spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Wednesday in for Gatos. Gatos. Hey, I'm back. Uh, I was in Atlanta. I saw my brother, my little nieces who aren't so little. Uh, little Ellie is 15 and drove. Really? Yeah. Cassie's 12. So for the longtime listeners uh, that used to talk to talk about them, little Ellie, little Cassie. No, that's not the case. So we had a good time. Uh, I'll tell you what the gas prices were in Atlanta in a second because, man, they're way better than Phoenix. Yeah. I'll do that in five minutes because you won't believe how low the gas prices are elsewhere compared to us. Because if you drove out to Scottsdale today, holy cow, you got yourself... You got Chevron you like got, down the street. Oh, yeah, eight dollars or something. No, it's not. But five oh nine down the street. We'll get to gas in a second. Let's start. I'm glad I missed yesterday, by the way, because as you well know, I don't like talking about Donald Trump. No, I think Donald Trump is yesterday's news. I think uh, there was lightning in a bottle for Trump in 2015, 2016, and he deserved to win the election. But after he said that he lost the election in 2020 and then January 6th, and then he's saying our elections are are rigged, he has hurt this country. So I'm really I don't want to hear from this guy anymore. I don't care about this guy anymore. And, you know, I know a lot of you Republicans out there feel the same way. But here's the deal. We know what happened yesterday. I know you, Barry, talked about it most likely at nauseum. But. After you guys went off the air, Trump slammed the judge and his family. Yes. Okay. Now, he was told not to do that. From what I also understand, one of his dopey kids posted a picture of the judge's daughter, which I'm just like, you know, really? So what if something does happen to her? You know, then that's blood on your hands. I don't like that stuff. Listen, I don't like how the DA went against Trump. Yeah. I don't like this particular case. I think they're going to nail him in Georgia, though. I don't think they're going to nail him in Georgia. Okay. You've been wrong before. <laughs> yes. And I'll be wrong again. I just think that Georgia, yeah. <laughs> you know who they're going to nail? All of the fake people who wanted to be the, like the, the fake electors. The fake electors hey, and, and, and those people. Yeah, I we got don't plenty know of them in Georgia. Okay. Uh, but I, I just, I think I'm with Barry, who was in for the last couple of days. Yeah. I think his big issue is going to come from Miro Lago and the. Telling his people, tell them I already gave all their stuff back. Tell, That's going to be his biggest issue. And then he went, he, yeah. if he if he actually went through the boxes and looked at all the classified stuff and said, no, this is my stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's very fair. Yeah. That's very fair. Listen, I think this one is frivolous. I think if you're a Democrat, you're probably thinking it's frivolous, this lawsuit in New York, but you're enjoying it, which, you know what, really kind of ticks me off. I don't think anybody should be enjoying no, this. No, God, no. It's not good for the country. But let me get back to... Slamming the judge, slamming the family, posting pictures of uh, of the daughter of the family. This is nasty, and it's going to get even nastier. But what are the ramifications of that? You just can't go and do that. You just you're going. The judge asks you, "Hey, listen, you know we're going to want you to uh, not be Trump, which means keep your mouth shut." Yeah, we know he can't keep his his no, mouth. No, he shut. can't. And the judge warned him, "Hey." Hey, look, you know what? Uh, and he warned everybody, too, because there were leaks that came out on the other side that he's like, guys, let's not let this thing get out of control. Yeah. And but six uh, hours later, he attacked yeah, the judge, the judge's later. wife, the judge's daughter. Uh, I just I hate that. I don't like the nastiness of it. But again, 
This started with the New York DA. He decided to be nasty to Trump. Trump is going to fight back. Now they're being nasty against the judge. Nobody wins here, man. No, nobody wins in politics. You know, uh, Marco Rubio came out yesterday and he said, I fear, he goes, whether you're on the right or left, you should fear for the fact that this now, he goes, what happens? He goes, when conservative people decide we're going to take a run at this just like this did, are we going to go down that banana republic kind of way where everybody who's running for a big office is going to be under investigation and indictment all the time? Well, I mean, he's got so many cases against him, man. I mean, he is in court for five or six or ten different things. He's in court. Well, uh, still nothing with the Georgia DA. Nothing with I don't. I mean, the more that people look at January 6th, they're like, it's a free speech thing. It's going to be tough to do what those people did on their own would be their own thing. Uh, the the Miralago thing, I think it's going to be an issue. Yeah, but he incited it. And he's the one that told them the election was rigged. Now, you can say, I can crazy. tell you the election is rigged, but it doesn't mean that you can act on that. Yeah. Well, he told him to go down to the Capitol. But he didn't tell him to break in. Well, he told them to go down to the Capitol, yeah, and then they walked in. Some of them walked some in, of them some wandered, of them broke in. Some of them, some broke so, in, some of so them wandered. Some of them did gross things. Let me ask you a question. What is your level of interest in this Trump thing? Because scale 1 to 10, 10 obviously the highest. You're, 10 is, I'm red hot, I can't wait to watch Fox. I can't wait to watch CNN. I'm going to tell you this right now. Locally, and what we do, I... After I said the beauty of today is we'll touch on a little bit today and then we don't have to hear about this until something. Ha- we may not hear about this till December. That's how much level of interest I have in at this point. I'm in time. about a two. You know, about, a, uh, you know, on the national level, I have to follow this stuff a little bit more. Right. But on the, you know, I had more fun today talking about the, the inbred family that I saw that. Within, it's a documentary. It right? is uh, the most get to fascinating thing you've ever seen okay. in your life. Right. But I had more fun about that because at this point in time, everything that's been said has been said. And there is nothing else to be said until no. there's motions filed and, and stuff like that. I want the guy to go away. I don't want him anywhere near the Oval Office. Uh, I don't want him running for president. Uh, I'd like to see guys like uh, DeSantis, Chris Christie, who I really like. I'd like to see some of those guys. Kasich, I like him. But let's Did you see what Mitt Romney said? Mitt Romney said, I can't stand the guy. I shouldn't be near the Oval Office. This is absolutely a travesty of justice. Well, ridiculous. I can, I can Jeb, agree with that. Jeb Bush, sure. low energy Jeb, said, low energy. absolutely shouldn't be anywhere near the office. By the way, this is horrible. Then what I am done. 100% with Mitt and Jeb yeah, on that. I, think I really am. You. Low energy. <laughs> Still had low energy in the saying it. There you see. <laughs> Not even a clap? Not even an applause? Little Marco. <laughs> he was in the news about Trump. We got low energy Jeb. All right, gas prices. Uh, Sweet God. Sweet God. <laughs> I have to put gas in like every two days because I drive so far. And every day I go home and I'm like, it went up another 10 cents from this morning. <laughs> Scottsdale, Arizona. $5.09 for the regular stuff. <sighs> so I was telling you I got back from Atlanta. $3. $3 a gallon in Georgia. $3. <sighs> Out here, $2 more. We are California now with this type of gas, with these type of gas prices. I don't know if I don't know how long this is going to last, but this Saudi Arabia deal and you got a couple couple of these other countries announcing these surprise cuts in oil production. And it's going to it's going to help Russia. We've talked about that. It's going to screw us. 
So we're at five. Yes. And this Saudi Arabia oil cut in production hasn't really kicked in yet. No, it is not. I am freaking out, dude. Uh, There is a chance that this thing could get worse before it gets better. This was a surprise. It was a slap in the face to uh, Biden Biden in particular. And then again, China's got a hold of this and they're going, they're trying to get away from the petrodollar. They want to get away from the dollar. So they're going to other places and saying, hey, you know what? You can buy your stuff with your own money here. Uh, and Japan, actually, here was the biggest surprise. They decided to go to Russia and say, we'll pay above $60 for your oil Ugh. because, and that is a surprise. Right. So, but people, you know, again, we we look at things in a different way, uh, and this is not a good thing. And, and I, and they said they're going to cut it, and they won't even revisit it till October, and that would be the ramping it up come next year. So we're looking at several months of them cutting about 1.2 million barrels a month. What globally is that? Wasn't it like 2% of the yeah. global supply yeah. is taken off the market now? Yeah, right there. Just That's like that. significant. It man. is. Holy moly. And especially as we're driving more, the weather's getting better. Normally we expect a bump like we've kind of get, got here. I think that's changed now. I think we're going to get an absolute. There's a chance we could see oil about $100 again is what they're talking when stuff really ramps up. Well, so this summer. Summer is going to be brutal, right? Yep. So it's going to be, it could be worse than last summer. It's a possibility. So it's $5 a gallon. I saw that in Scottsdale. Did you uh, did you see any other? Because I just got back to town last I, night. So I uh, I was talking to a couple of my buddies who were on the on the you know on just like you on the they were in the southwest and they're paying virtually three seventeen. I paid two seventy nine eight weeks ago. I paid four oh nine this morning. Two seventy nine in the Valley of the Dirt, people. How yep. long ago? Uh, eight weeks ago. Two months ago. And I've paid four oh nine. Oh my goodness. I'm, you know, I think with inflation still high. Yep. Especially that's the here other thing Phoenix. that's really going to, you're going to start to feel the inflation start to again build up. When are we going to stop driving? When are we going to drive less? When are we going to ask our boss, you know what, I'm going to work from home today because I don't want to drive 40 minutes in and pay $5 a gallon for gas. I mean, these are going to be real conversations that people have. Yeah. And see, when we talk about Trump and the judge and what he did with a porn star and all that, that doesn't affect anybody's life. No. This is real stuff that affects your life. This is your wallet. This is, hey, are we going on vacation this summer? Yeah. Are we going to take a, a, a trip? Are we going to, are we going to, are we going to get in the car and take the kids to California to Disneyland or to Rocky Point in Mexico? Or are we going to, are we going to go to San Diego? Are we going to do something like that? That's, I mean, real families are talking about this and, and a lot of families are like, you know what? This is going to be another brutal summer. It is. I'm not talking about the heat. No. I'm talking about uh, I'm, I'm talking, talking about gas prices for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. All right, kids, ladies and gentlemen, if you're thinking about ditching the glasses and contacts, do it. Look at King Lasik now. Get both eyes for just thirty five hundred dollars with a two thousand dollars saving, zero percent finance, twenty four months. OAZ Lasik with Doctor King, only one hundred forty six a month. Go to kinglasik.com slash Arizona for complete details. All right, in about sixty seconds, we got Becky Lynn up with the news. But uh, when we come back, uh, he says the owner of the Cardinals doesn't treat black people right. This is a big story. Boy, did I miss this one yesterday. Yeah, you did. It's uh, You leave me, big stories. That's right. I'll leave again. <laughs> Tomorrow. No. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. Well, you were gone I, yesterday. I guess I missed this big Arizona Cardinals story. Yeah, kind of broke. Uh, big, big story. I mean, again, it's... it's. Uh, I took one look at it and I said, disgruntled employee. Yeah. You have a former Arizona Cardinals executive who filed this grievance against our Cardinals owner, Michael Bidwell. There's a lot of stuff in it, though. 
And I don't know what you guys got to yesterday, but, you know, part of this is you've got uh, a former Arizona Cardinal senior personnel executive, Terry McDonough. So he filed this deal with the NFL. He's accusing Michael Bidwell of a lot of stuff. Gross misconduct, cheating. I guess they're... He says they were using burner phones because they weren't supposed to talk to the GM who got a DUI. Yeah, Kime who got a DUI. Right. Uh, but I think, it, like, cheating how? Like, that's just so he had Because he was inside of rehab? Yeah, and you're not supposed to talk to him. I See, I don't think that's a big deal. No, I'm like, I don't you think know it's what? a big deal either. Hey, I'm glad you're cheating. Try and win some games. Unfortunately, they only won three that year, so they're not very good at cheating. But the big one I'm looking at is discrimination and harassment. And so this goes this goes into um, the grievance contends that Bidwell treated black employees badly, two pregnant women poorly, cited the owner, created an environment of fear for minority employees. Let me just tell you something. I don't buy that at all. Yeah, I don't either. I don't buy that at all. You can say anything you want about the Bidwells. Hey, they don't know how to run a football team. You know, Bill Bidwell was a terrible owner, and he was. He was a terrible owner, but he was a good human being. Good human being, bad owner. Bad owner. Michael Bidwell? I like Michael Bidwell. Uh, I don't have a problem with Michael Bidwell. I just feel like this is such a... But Michael Bidwell, it's like this guy's... What, Michael Bidwell doesn't like black people? That's a bunch of BS. Let's, do we have to relitigate everything? Do you know how many black head coaches the Arizona Cardinals have had? Do you know how many black general managers the Arizona Cardinals have had in their PR department? There was a black woman that was there for decades. This is an organization. If you want to, if you really want to, want to go into it in terms of, you know, inclusiveness, which we always have to talk about. They were doing it before inclusive was inclusive. Yeah. And by the way, you know, when you go through and you look at this, I feel like, man, this guy wasn't very good at his job. He's lashing out at everybody. He failed to do a lot of what he was supposed to do. He didn't show up. Didn't at show all these up at a sh- lot of things. He didn't the show draft. Up. He didn't show up on draft day. This Terry Mc- McDonough guy. This is your job. That's like us going, hey, get, get us. Why don't you and I take off uh, election night? That's the that's the equivalent. You're you right. Know, I that's mean, the that equivalent. is the insanity of this. And and it's funny because they've even addressed this saying, oh, yeah, you know, what happened with the, t- the two ladies there? We already addressed that stuff. Everybody knew what happened. Uh, they, this just feels like somebody who's bitter and angry. This, somebody said this is worse than Robert Sarver. <laughs> it's not even close. It's not even close. No. I mean, Robert Sarver was using the N-word. Robert Sarver, didn't he drop his pants, man? I mean, right? <laughs> Showing people pictures of his wife, right, and there right, was you know right. all kinds of yeah. This is come on, and and how is it work? Were you there for any of the stuff for Robert Sarver, Mister McDonald? Were you there? Hmm. Does his brother work for them? But said, were you there? I I no, you I think it's a hit job. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's somebody who's disgruntled employee yeah. who's looking around going, nobody wants to hire me now, so it's got to be because they have come after me. Yeah. Saying that the Cardinals have never been inclusive. Saying that the Cardinals are discriminatory against black people. You you don't know your history with the Arizona Cardinals then. Say what you want about the football team they put on the field. Say whatever you want. But when it comes to the Cardinals hiring African Americans and people of color, they're one of the best in the NFL. Yeah. All right. Um, there's an interesting story I think we should hit for a couple minutes here. Uh, we have talked about the homeless situation in downtown Phoenix. Can classical music solve everything? Uh, yeah, Los Angeles. People that, look, everybody's trying to get them to move on and not take root in certain areas. And so they've gone into certain areas of like, uh, uh, you know, like bus depots and train stations, and they've started playing Bach and Beethoven mm. just enough to annoy them, apparently, so they'll move on. <laughs> 
That, how would you like to look at Bach back in the day and go, hey, you know what, one day? Yeah. They're going to play your music so people don't sleep on the streets. That's right, exactly. <laughs> if you've got a good street corner, you're not giving that up because of a little uh, classical music. So let's, let's take this closer to home. So you and I went through, we walked through, we drove through uh, the zone in downtown Yes, Phoenix. we did. Hundreds of tents. Uh, let's say when we were driving, if we had stopped the car in the middle of the road, by the way, that's where everybody walks. Which is crazy, but that's what happens. If we just started blaring uh, classical music, do you think they're going to pick their tent up and leave? No, but if I put a bunch of speakers around there all the time, we had people stand out there and we just play classical music 24-7. I have a feeling uncomfortableness would be... See, you think, even if you play it and blare it in an area where you're traveling, I'm going to go from here to get on a bus and leave, that stuff's not going with me. But if I have to sit there all day... Day after day, hour after hour. Yeah. Was it Noriega back in the day when they just played hard rock music all night to try to keep them awake? Yeah. This is kind of what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so they're torturing the homeless people. Unless you like classical music. Well, no, I'm just saying. With music and lights. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Because remember, if they're keeping you up for 24 hours, if they're blaring music, that is a... Tar- I'm sorry, but that's a little but bit of torture. Also, here's the thing. It's not like it's a it's a, it's a it's a street corner. It's a area where you would have music and stuff playing anyways, right? Yeah. yeah. People are filtering in and out and through areas. We, so- we use this stuff to torture people. Yeah. Or to get... Well, you want to call it torture. Yeah, it's pretty much true. Let's say in, in Iraq, if we got a hold of somebody and we needed them to give us some, some, you know, well, you know, the waterboarding thing. I don't know about that, but you know, we we kept them up, yeah, awake. How do you keep them awake? Well, you you you, you a lot of times you use music and lights. Yeah, but the difference is is. If you walked in there and I was playing music and you decided to stay there all day, that's not my fault. All right, we're going to talk about this a little bit later. Can you guys get us some, uh, as the chat calls them, botch? Yeah, some botch. Some botch. Maybe some brams. <laughs> right? Give me some batch and brams. Coming up next, why are thousands of Valley firefighters lined up in protest? Stick around. The Gators and Chad Show, afternoons. Listen, I think if you have listened to this show for a period of time, uh, we're for teachers, cops, firefighters. Isn't it funny in this day and age? There are some people that don't like teachers, don't like cops, and don't like firefighters. It really is amazing. But today we had firefighters from across the valley. They're protesting outside of uh, Copper Point Insurance uh, after this uh, company refused to approve a valley firefighter's insurance claims to treat the cancer he got while on the job. Chad, I've been talking about this for years. Yeah. Uh, I even spoke to Governor Doug Ducey about this, and, and we actually figured some, some legislation, okay? And he signed it, and firefighters have been pushing for this. Listen, cops go in, they, they run into a building, they don't know anybody in the building, but they die for those people in the building that they don't know, because that's what they do. And a lot of times when the building burns down, the stuff that these, that these firefighters inhale, it gives them cancer. Absolutely. So there's a firefighter who's just not getting the insurance from these bozos over at Copper Point Insurance. And there were thousands of firefighters all in one place. And I was watching this online. I would have went, but I got back to, to, to Phoenix late. Uh, it was an amazing, amazing uh, 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 scene. Joining us now, she was out there, Taylor Tassler, one of our great reporters from KTAR. Taylor, first thing, I know you were out there, but tell us, why is this uh, insurance company denying the claim? 
Um, so my understanding of the whole thing is when the law was brought in to cover more cancers and to before they had to prove, you know, what fire gave them the cancer when the law was brought in that they no longer had to do that. So my understanding is the insurance company is saying because he got the cancer prior to that change, the law is not retroactive. And if he got the cancer now, it would be a different story. Um, that's that's my understanding. Wow. Wow. Uh, That's really bogus. Now, there's a court case, right, about this. Is, am I correct? Is that one of the things they're saying, hey, we're not speaking about a lot of this stuff because there is a court case? Yeah, that, there is a court case. They'll hear it next week. It's in the Arizona Court of Appeals, so it'll be heard next week. It's We're not sure when there will be a decision made, but essentially the court will decide whether his claim should be paid or if it shouldn't. Uh, Taylor Tass was joining us. She was down at, uh, I don't even know what to call it a big rally big yeah. protest yeah uh, they were calling it a rally i would go rally okay and it was for one specific firefighter was that one specific firefighter there yes his name is gilbert and he's a firefighter out in goodyear um he was diagnosed with cancer about eight years ago and so this rally was solely for him and for his family and to bring awareness to what's going on yeah i've i've talked and interviewed gilbert uh and he's been suffering for a long time and the pills that he has to take, man, are just outrageously priced. And, you know, if he doesn't get any insurance, he goes bankrupt, right? Um, You know, I didn't have those conversations with him, but I have seen his pills are, you know, it's costing him thousands of dollars to treat this. And he, one interesting thing I learned today was he's actually still working. He is still a firefighter. He is still on the truck. Um, You know, his diagnosis hasn't stopped him from working. And part of that, you know why? Because he needs to pay for it. Yeah, if he were yeah. if he retires, he dies. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's basically that's basically what this insurance company has said. We're not going to pay you. We're not going to we're not going to reimburse you. We're not going to get you the money. You need to you need to stay on the job sick, or you die, and we're fine with that. That's this copper point. Hey uh, uh, Taylor, uh, it, what are the cancers? Because I mean, obviously, it's not every cancer that they're that they're you know you, you can't blame them for certain cancers because that, that's just not going to happen. So what are the cancers that there are trying to circle around us? These are the ones that are most likely caused because of all the burning fumes and, and our job. I'm not positive. You know, every cancer that is covered, I do know that leukemia is one of the cancers and that's really where it's focused here. Uh, Gilbert was diagnosed with a form of leukemia. It's called chronic myeloid leukemia. I might have pr- mispronounced it, but the insurance company i think in the past had said you know this is kind of like a technicality um this is this one isn't covered um where the firefighters argue well all leukemia is covered so it's very i think just two different interpretations of the law and what's covered and so that's why the courts are it's up to the courts now to decide how many people out there today hundreds of people and when I first got there my understanding was it was people from across the valley but towards the end I heard firefighters from Hawaii flew into Arizona you know there were firefighters from across the state with their families here in support of him and it was hundreds of people so it wasn't just Arizona residents but people from across the entire nation yeah because they're probably looking at this probably having the same things happen all over the country and they want to be as supportive because they know the fight's coming for them yeah all right Taylor thanks a lot appreciate it Of course, guys. Taylor Tassler was out there today. uh, And, you know, good for all these people to get out there and have their voices heard.
Um, you know, this Copper Point Insurance Company is garbage. Uh, I just, I'm so tired of it. It's been year after year after year. Uh, and all they try and do is get off on technicalities. First, oh. they first they wanted, where did you get cancer? Which yeah, house was it? What specific night yeah. did you get cancer? Yeah, and what time did you get it, by the way? Because we want to know when you inhaled the bad stuff. And now it's like, okay, well, we have a new law, but we're not going to cover you because, well, you got it prior to the change in law. And they've also said, why should we cover something? You weren't burnt. On the job. That didn't happen. Something didn't fall on you. Uh, the people that had the stuff inside of the house that was burning, those companies and the homeowners, those sh- they should be required to pay for this, not us. Can you imagine going to your job every day sick, but knowing that, you know what, I can't leave work early. Uh, I can't take a day off. I can't, I can't retire because I'll die. Yeah, I'll die. I will. I'll, I will die. And that's what he's up against. By the way, Gilbert, his uh, son was set to graduate high school this May. Uh, he was killed in a rollover car accident last month. Oh, Imagine what this family is going through. Hell. Hell. Just hell. Just, you sit there and you're just like, my goodness me. What else can go wrong kind of thing? I don't know, man. This is what my uncle had. My uncle, uh, he, he had this leukemia. Is it myeloma? Is that it's what it myeloid. is? Myeloid. It's chronic. So, chronic. like, he'll feel fine. They'd be, you know, he would be fine for 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 a month, yeah. two months, three months. Like, you wouldn't even notice. And then he'd just get violently ill oh, and gosh. in the hospital. And then the stuff that they made him take was horrific. And he finally said, "I'm done." Well, uh, this is a court case we're going to follow. Yeah, absolutely. And as we always say, what happens? No one, no one has the guts to make tough decisions in this day and age, whether you're this, this gutless copper point, whether you're a politician. It's always the courts. The courts decide always everything. the courts now. I don't even know why we elect anybody. I don't know either. <laughs> Coming up next are red light cameras in the valley going away next. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Yeah, if you've been living in the valley for a while, you remember the speed cameras that were all over the highways, right? That nobody ever obeyed after a while. <laughs> That's right, because it got to the point where you knew where the speed camera was because you were given a warning. Yeah. Right? Then you would slow down, pass the speed camera, and then you'd speed back up. And if you happen to get a ticket all these years ago, I think this was under Janet Napolitano, the yeah. governor, I believe. And so uh, if you if you happen to get a ticket, like the big the big thing was, well, don't answer your doorbell. Well, what do you mean? They have to hand you like someone is coming to your your door to hand you that citation. And if you never get it in your hand, you never have to pay it. So at a point, it became the big joke that people around the valley would not answer their door if they got a ticket because they knew who possibly could be at their door if they was, weren't inspecting anybody. So here's the deal today. Photo enforcement, red light cameras. Are they going away? Because that the stuff that were on the highways, they've been gone for a long time. But we have, you know, uh, Arizona could change the law on, like, the red light cameras, the speeding r- radar. Like, if you were to shoot through parts of, hap- of, uh, of uh, Paradise Valley, okay, there are places where, you know... They've got they've got trucks on the side of the road that are trying to nail you. They've got the speeding cameras that are right at the red light. They've got red light cameras and it's all over the place. And so, will that that's the kind of stuff that's stuck. But it's mostly in Paradise Valley. Yeah. And so, like if you were ever to go Tatum and Shea, Tatum and Camelback, all that Tatum stuff, right? You could get you could get nailed to like three hundred bucks. But now we've got the legislature saying, do we really need this stuff? Do we really need it? I'll say this. 
I have lived next to a couple of places where the intersections were really dangerous. Yeah. And it got the reputation of, hey, uh, you're going to see a crash there every couple of days. And you actually did. And then they put the red light cameras in. And people knew it. And people slowed down. And they, I think they worked. I think there was, um, there was a study that was done that said it was... Gosh, I'm trying to remember. It was like uh, uh, it, 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 it reduced it, it reduced it by like twenty or thirty percent or something like that. And I think that's pretty good. So I'm if for it the- works, it would be one thing. The thing right. is, it's like you know, you also hear studies going. No, actually, it did the exact opposite. And people, you know, it's. But how does it do the opposite? Well, because people will, will drive, especially if they know they're not going to get caught, or they can. There's a way that they can get around paying for anything. Right. They'll just continue to drive the same way, or they'll drive in a much different way around there that causes other people that drive different. So, so slowing down could could cause an well, accident? Well, if you're slowing down, but everybody else is not. Yeah. You know, it's... So, so the study says intersections that have red light cameras actually have about 21% late, less fatal accidents. Do you just put it where there is... The worst of the worst? The worst of the worst. Yeah. Because a lot of times it's, it, you know, you feel like, I feel like it's a money grab. I, th- I see. I think the, f- I think the speed... Is a total money grab. Yeah. But I think the red light cameras are actually, I think that's a good idea. I think they work. I know that when I pull up, when I'm coming towards an intersection and I see, they, they'll warn you. They'll put a sign up that says red light camera. Here's what I want to do. I don't want to get a ticket. Yeah. I don't want to get a ticket. So what am I going to do? I'm just going to be a little careful. If that If that light is yellow, I'm probably not going through it. But some people say, well, that's the problem. Someone's going to ram into you. Or you're going to slam on your brakes and get halfway through it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You didn't get all the way through it, but you kind of got through it. Yeah. Uh, Stuck in a rut. New new poll out says uh, 59% of people believe they need a change in life, with 61% saying to go as far that they are truly stuck in a rut. Their life is the same thing day in and day out. It is just, it's Groundhog Day. Is that you? Are you Groundhog Day? I love Groundhog Day. It's a great movie, but do I want to live no, the no. same day over and over again? I like that. I like living the same day. Stability. You like stability. I, I'm one of those guys. But I don't... we don't hate our jobs. No, we don't. That's the big thing. Yeah. When I hear people say stuck in a rut, I always think, eh, are you stuck in a rut or you just hate your job? Okay, if you hate your job, you're going to be miserable. Yes. doesn't matter what you is. The no. re- what, what's going on? The rest of your life could be pretty good, but that portion of your job... You're going to, those eight hours you're going to spend somewhere, if you hate it and you're miserable going to it, that's not a good thing. No. Uh, It will riddle you with anxiety. Yes. It will hurt your marriage. It sucks the energy out of you. Yeah. And, you know, I have some friends who uh, are, you know, I've got, I've got, I've got like two different friends. One is in a, is in a terrific job, making a lot of money and just hates the job. Right. And then I've got another friend who uh, is in a job, doesn't make any money, but loves it. Yeah. And that's the friend who's always happy. He's not making any money, but he's not miserable. My friend who's making six figures plus, he's in that job. He's miserable. Miserable. So it's like, what would you rather do? So, like, if you're in a, what was it, 60%? 60%. I think you got to, like, I'm a big Big fan of of go and find another job and That's then it. and get the job and then quit your current job. Yeah, they say Do career. That. So the top five things people want to change about their life: uh, house decor, career. Uh, they want to move. They want a better social life, and they want to be fitter and have more fitness involved in their life. Interesting. Change your hairstyle. Go on vacation. <laughs> right. Take a trip. <laughs> Coming up next. Get a pet. 
Hey, drive like the person your dog thinks you are. We'll explain that next.